Hello and welcome to a special report. This is the Dakota Rustler Show. I am your host, Daryl Root. Today I'm going to cover this. A DOJ report on the Minneapolis Police Department saying violent, racist MPD often violated rights. That is correct. The Minneapolis Police Department is abusive and they violate your rights. Before I get to that, just a reminder, tomorrow is my usual podcast. In addition, if you are watching this on my old YouTube channel, Dakota Rustler, you will need to eventually subscribe to the new channel, which is at Dakota Rustler Show. Just a minor difference there. With that, let's get right into the report. In a recent report released by the U.S. Department of Justice, the actions of the MPD has been determined to have a history of racist and abusive behavior. Let me repeat that. Racist and abusive behavior. Let me also state the U.S. Attorney General is a Democrat appointed by a Democrat president. Minneapolis is a Democrat city with a Democrat-controlled city council in a state that continually votes Democrat for president and sends Democrats to the U.S. And it's Democrats that accuse Republicans and others who oppose them as being racist and not caring about the downtrodden. Keep that in mind as I go through this podcast. Before I proceed, let me first state so it's clear. This report was put together before recent changes supposedly to address these issues. With that, let's move on. The Minneapolis Police Department routinely engages in a pattern of racist and abusive behavior that deprives people of their constitutional rights, according to an 89-page U.S. Justice, Justice Department report. They have four core findings. Number one, the department uses excess force, including unjustified deadly force. Number two, it discriminates against black and Native American people. It violates citizens' free speech rights. And number four, officers discriminate against people with behavioral health disabilities. Uh, So wait a minute. It's supposedly the Republicans who discriminate, want to ban free speech in books, and who have no compassion for those less fortunate than themselves. Now, we have a report that Democratic-controlled city, Minneapolis, is just as bad. Imagine that. The report was drawn from reviews of thousands of hours of body cam recordings and documents, Analysis of data on calls for services, stops, uses of force, and other officer activities from 2016 through 2022. That's seven years, including two after the George Floyd incident. It also included interviews with approximately 2,000 community members, including some family members, family members of those killed by police and also with some actual police officers. Among the incidents mentioned in the article, number one, a killing of a woman by an officer who was spooked, 
Those, that's the word they used. When the woman approached his squad car after he responded to a 911 call. So what happened? The woman taps on his window. Maybe not even that since it says approached. He jumps because he's startled and decides to shoot her. If she didn't get to the window even, he shoots her just because she's approaching. Definitely something wrong with that. Number two, an off-duty officer who responded to a shots fired call and then fired at a vehicle carrying six people within three seconds after he leaves his squad car. Again, what happened? I want details. Did he come to a stop, get out, see a car of six people fleeing the area and start shooting? Did he see anyone with a gun in the car? Since this was a released example, uh, one almost has to assume the first, don't you think? In addition to these two, officers at times shot at others without first determining whether there is an immediate threat of harm to officers and others. Excuse me, but isn't that the first rule of whether to use your weapon or not? All the firearm training videos I've ever watched have emphasized time and again making sure of your target, making sure they're an actual threat. You don't want people to shoot innocent people. Uh, number three, a man was shot six times after he began cutting himself with a knife when left in an interview room. Ah, uh, this one really freaks me out. First, how does one even get to an interview room without being checked for weapons? And second, why would you kill someone trying to kill himself? You're supposed to save them. Wouldn't you scream for help and rush the room trying to get the knife out of his hands? You know, the report goes on to say oftentimes officers use deadly force against people who were no risk to anyone else other than themselves. Neck restraints were used 52 times in 2016. By 2021, a year after the George Floyd incident, the tactic was only used once, which is good. However, department members agreed or the department members greeted the ban with considerable resistance so they wanted to keep using it no matter whether it was necessary or not they thought such restrictions were overcorrection and politically motivated in less lethal incidents officers frequently used excessive force on people who were already restrained subdued and handcuffed in what was deemed a completely unnecessary act of violence. This is what we have seen in numerous citizen cell phone cameras and even in police cams. Isn't beating a man who is already restrained akin to a thug beating an 80-year-old woman in a wheelchair? I think it is. Neither one can get away from the beating, so of course it's just as bad. Officers that do this should lose their job immediately. And here is one such case. A white man in a mental health crisis was slapped and punched by an officer for spitting at the officer while handcuffed to a stretcher. So he was already subdued. Remember that. The body cam catches the officer saying, and I quote, I'm really proud of myself. I only hit him twice. Unquote. What a scumbag. 
How would you like to be handcuffed and me beat on you, Mr. Officer, with no fear of retaliation? To make it worse, his supervisor did not refer the officer for a misconduct investigation. He's just as much of a scumbag. Even more so, the report concluded that despite frequent unnecessary force, the department fails to properly investigate or takes officers' words for what happened even when evidence shows otherwise. So they just don't freaking care. The Assistant Attorney General stated that the MPD disproportionately stops blacks and Native Americans compared to white people. It also searches cars in excess disproportion. As a result, after the George Floyd incident, scumbag officers with no morals suddenly started reporting race and gender stats far less often despite requirements to do so. So, outright disregard for the rules and regulations is what you have. You know, and that's what... They're just doing what they accuse the public of doing, having a disregard for any rules. Officers used force 49% and 69% more often for blacks and Native Americans, respectively. Here are some numbers. Use of force per capita by race is as follows. Neck restraints are used nine times more often for blacks than whites. Chemical irritants are used 16 times more often. Tasers, 8 times more often. Canines, 11 times more often. Brandishing or pointing a firearm at a suspect, 13 times more often. And bodily force, 8 times more often. For an overall rate of force being used, 9 times more often for blacks than whites. The numbers for force on Native Americans, it's even worse, almost twice that of what it is for blacks. In one case reported by Attorney General Garland, an officer who stopped a carload of Somali teens said he was proud of the 1993 U.S. military raid of Mogadishu, quote, when we killed a bunch of your folk, unquote, and, quote, We didn't finish the job over there. If we had, you guys wouldn't be over here right now. Unquote. Maybe this officer should have just put a white pillowcase over his head before he got out of the cruiser. Whoever thought you might be safer in the South than in the frozen tundra of Minneapolis if you're a minority. I hope none of these officers move next door here to South Dakota, you know, because I'm a hop, skip, and a jump away from the Minnesota border. As for people who question the MPD's actions, such as journalists, citizens with cell phones, and protesters, officers retaliate against them, often with additional arrest and additional use of force. The Department of Justice has reasonable cause to believe that the MPD and the city, remember it's a Democrat city, engage in a pattern or practice of conduct that deprives people of their rights under the Constitution and federal law. Two of those rights being the right of citizens to observe and record police activity. 
The department's accountability system consistently fails its core purpose, which is to find, address, and prevent officer misconduct. Meritorious complaints are dismissed without investigation and often for no discernible reason. So apparently, no one in Minneapolis gives a rat's ass about justice or equality unless you're white. Why would any minority want to move to this city? I have no idea. On the other hand, if you're a miscreant, no matter your race, move there. What the heck? We can just, you know, it's ridiculous. Why don't we just put a fence around the city? Turn it into one big giant hellhole. Oh, that's right, it already is. Personally, I never plan on using the airport in Minneapolis anymore. I don't trust going there anymore, and I'm white. There's just too much other BS going on there. Such is the fact that it's the catalytic converter... Yeah, I can say it. <laughs> Such is the fact that it's the catalytic converter theft capital of the world. You go there, you have your catalytic converter stolen from your vehicle if you leave it parked in one spot too long. You know... The report does recommend 27 measures that the Justice Department says could improve the MPD. However, minorities seriously doubt that many will be enacted and if they are not enforced, and they won't be worth a damn. These decrees have been done in other cities, such as Seattle and Albuquerque, you know, with little to no improvement, supposedly. So there you have it, a Democrat bastion of hell, Minneapolis. This has been a special edition of the Dakota Rustler Show. Till next time, you know the mantra, question authority, and always be free. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their affiliates. Any unauthorized use of this show is prohibited. Until next time, have a great day and don't forget to subscribe.